We look forward every day, Father, for your spirit to speak to men and women concerning you to us. And in the name of Jesus, those to whom your spirit has designated are free to obey and give to us as it is written, Luke 6.38, good measure, press down, shake it together, and running over shall men give into your bosom. In Jesus' name, we believe every need is met with heaven's best. We have given for the support of your word and to those who teach your word. We prophesy Philippians 4.19 that you supply all our need according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So we thank you, Father. We live the best and enjoy the best in every area of our lives. Father, you said, Job 22.28, thou shalt decree a thing and it shall be established unto thee. Because of our covenant vow with you for your kingdom in the earth, now this is our decree. Our family is debt free and healthy for the work of the kingdom. And we thank you for your wisdom and insight. You give us richly all things to enjoy. First Timothy 6.17 Charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high-minded nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God, who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. Now, Satan, we bind your activity in our lives, and we loose the angels. Matthew 18, 18, 20. Verily I say unto you, whatsoever ye bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. Again, I say unto you, that if two of you have, shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. We thank you for the ministering spirits of God to minister for us and bring in all the necessary finances so that we may continue to finance the kingdom of God. Father, your word declares that our righteousness, our giving, increases the fruits of our righteousness. For it is one living being filled with the fruits of righteousness. In Proverbs 11.30, the fruit of the righteous is a true of life. We thank you, Father. We have the abundance of life, the abundance of peace, the abundance of joy, the abundance of patience, the abundance of temperance and the abundance of goodness operating in our lives. We thank you for the maximum return of our giving and ours because we give to promote the name of Jesus and the gospel in the earth. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank God for that confession because the Bible says, and I will always say this, that his word will not come back unto him. Void, but it will manifest and it will go out and set whatever God wants His Word to do. Amen. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, our lesson for today is coming from Job, the first chapter, 1 through 12, and it reads. There was a man in the land of Oz, whose name was Job, and the man was perfect and upright, 
and one that feared God and that shewed evil. And there were born unto him seven sons and three daughters. His substance also was seven thousand sheep and three thousand camels and five hundred yoke of oxen and five hundred she-asses and a very great household so that this man was the greatest of all the men of the east. And his sons went and feast in their houses, everyone his day, and sent and called for their three sisters to eat and to drink with him. And it was so, when the days of their feasting were gone about, that Job sent and sanctified them, and rose up early in the morning, and offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus did Job continue. Now, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comes thou? And Satan answered the Lord, then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Has thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that feared God and issued evil? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Doth Job fear God for naught? Hast not thou made an hedge about him, and about his house, and about all that he hath on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hands, and his substance is increased in the land. But put forth thine hand now, and touch all that he hath, and he will curse thee, to thy face. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he hath is in, the, in thy power. Only upon himself put not forth thy hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord and decided <clears throat> to just make Job unhappy. Father God, in Jesus' name, let this word be established in the hearts of the people. Let the revelation knowledge flow freely, with accuracy, with understanding, with them knowing that you exist in their lives and their hearts, and you exist in every situation that they're up against, and that you are the one that can bring them out and keep them safe. In Jesus' name, I pray, amen. Now, the text for this particular uh, situation about Job,
there is no more negotiations with the devil. It shall not come nightly. Now, the enemy in real time right now wants to stop you from getting wealth, prosperity, being a healthy person, in other words, living a prolific lifestyle. The enemy does not want us as humans or as a people to have wealth unless you are doing the things for him by selling your life or giving your life to the devil in order to prosper. Now, Job had a situation with his wife, his family, all his cattle, everything that he owned, he went through. And there came a messenger or a witness unto Job, which now is called, in our days, first responders or the 10 o'clock news. Now, there's going to be someone that has to be a witness to what happened or what has happened. So every time something happened to Job's family, there was always a messenger or a witness unto him, or first responder, or the 10 o'clock news. Now, here's the thing about Job and his wealth. According to some theologians, Job was a made-up character to teach on human suffering, but there's no proof to this fact. But the reason why the theologians say that it was a made-up character, because they think within themselves that God wouldn't allow man to be tempered with far as the devil attacking their families and their wealth and their prosperity and their health. And this is what happened to Job. Job was attacked through his family. The devil killed all his kids. And not only did he kill all his kids, he killed all of his possessions. His cattle were destroyed. And not only did he destroy his cattle and his children, he also put boils on Job. And God said that you cannot take him, but you can do whatever you want, but just don't take him. In other words, don't kill him. Let him live. Now, in the Old Testament, they had armies, which were physical battles. Prophets was in the Old Testament, working on miracles, and a great teacher by the name of Solomon who knew wisdom, but also said in the Book of Wisdom, which is a book that's aside from the Holy Bible, that someone discovered, and that he was a feeble man with little time to live, because in all essence of him saying that, is that God is the one that gives wisdom and insight and revelation knowledge. In the Old Testament, there were no apostles, no evangelists, no pastors, 
But in the New Testament, there were spiritual battles or spiritual warfare. Old Testament is physical because the Holy Spirit has not descended from heaven to give us power. So you can look at the difference between the Old and the New Testament. The Old was physical. In other words, it was hands-on. When they needed something done, they had physical armies to fight against the enemy. And then if they wanted a working of miracles or a word from God, they go to the prophets. Just like when the soldier went to Elijah when he had the spirit of leprosy upon him. And that was part of working of miracles. And then the teacher, the great man of God, was Solomon. Now, <clears throat> in the New Testament, we have the fivefold ministry. We have uh, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, which are watchmen or women over his people to teach them to observe all things according to Matthew 28 and 20. Now, Joe, mind you, didn't have a church home. Of course, no pastor. There was no apostles there. But yes, there was a prophets. There were prophets there for working on miracles. That was also there. Now, Job got to a point that the devil put him through so much that he stated, naked I came into the world and naked shall out I leave. Now, the reason why Job said that is because he went through so much pain and that statement kind of soothed him because it brought him back to when he was born, he didn't have anything. So why should I be bound or depressed to what happened to me? Because naked I came and naked I will go. But in between being naked when you come and, to, and the day you die, there are situations, problems, and things of that matter that wants to destroy you or try to take from you the things that you accomplish. So, my text today says, it shall not come nigh thee. If you go to Psalms 91, it says, a thousand shall fall at thy side and 10,000 at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. It's not going to happen to you. It's not going to happen. So, what I'm saying is that there is no more negotiation with the devil. He tried it with Jesus when the Holy Ghost took him up and took him up to be tested of the devil, but that didn't work out either. 
And if you go to Luke 10, 19, in the King James Version, the Bible says, Behold, I give unto you power to tread up on serpents and scorpions and, all, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Now, in real time, there is the Holy Ghost. In real time, there is discerning, discerning of spirits and casting out devils and also still the working of miracles. Now, in the Old Testament, they didn't have these things. Everything was physical. But here in the New Testament, we are in a spiritual warfare. And God has given us authority. Authority. And he said, Behold, look, listen, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And that it shall by any means hurt you. God has given us that power. So when the enemy try and attack us, we can always say, it shall not come, it shall not come nigh to thee. Or it shall not come nigh thee. It shall not come nigh thee. So what am I saying? What am I saying is there's no more negotiation with the devil. What happened to Job? It's not going to happen to you. The reason why I say that because what happened to Job's family? It's not going to happen to you because we have now power to tread. And not only that we have power, in, in my confession, it says that whatever we bound on earth should be bound in heaven. So we have more weapons <clears throat> than they had in the Old Testament. Everything was physical. But we are now living in a spiritual fight. And <clears throat> what I want to do is read Job in the Amplified, where it says, Job's, this is about his character, where there was a man in the land of Oz whose name was Job, and that man was blameless and upright, and one who feared God with reverence, and abstained from and turned away from evil because he honored God. Now, since we are in a spiritual warfare, now we have flesh that we have to contend with, and the flesh is the enemy against the spirit. So, it's not about our righteousness what I talked about last week, but it's about the righteousness of God. Now, Job was representing the right, righteousness of God. He abstained from and turned away from evil because he honored God. Seven sons, three daughters were born to him. He also possessed 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yokes, pairs of oxen, 500 female donkeys, and a very great number of servants. So Job was no worthy, and he had servants, 
so that this man was the greatest and wealthiest and most respected of all the men of the East. Now, according to history, there is an African by the name of King Musa that also had a lot of wealth and there were people that was coming to his country to take from him because they heard that he had a lot of wealth. He had so much wealth, he had, he blessed Egypt because Egypt was in famine. Egypt was at its lowest state and King Musa from Mali went to Egypt and blessed Egypt economy and all the people in Egypt were blessed because he sent not only part of his wealth but he sent harmony that people may be able to get back to work and earn living and earn living so King Musa pretty much was like what Job was wealthy a lot of cattle, servants, and his sons used to go intern and feast in the house of each one of his day. And they would send word and invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. Fifth verse, when the days of their feasting were over, Job would send for them and consecrate them. Rising early in the morning and offering burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, It may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Job did that just at all such times. Now, he didn't say anything about his daughters. Is Job saying that he know that his sons might have cursed God? in their hearts, but not his daughters. Is that what he's saying? Now there was a day when the sons of God, angels, came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan, adversary, accuser, also came among them. The Lord said to Satan, from where have you come? Then Satan answered the Lord, from roaming around on the earth and from walking around on it the Lord said to Satan have you considered and reflected on my servant Job for there is none like him on the earth a blameless and upright man who fears God with reverence and abstains from and turns away from evil because he honors God then Satan answered the Lord does Job fear God for nothing have you not put a hedge of protection around him and his house and all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands and conferred prosperity and happiness upon him. And his possessions have increased in the land. Now, what's the problem with the devil? Listen to what he's saying. Sound like he's jealous. 
you have blessed the work of his hands and conferred prosperity and happiness upon him. And his possession, possessions have increased in his land. But put forth your hand now and touch. Destroy all that he has. And he will surely curse you to your face. Then the Lord said to Satan, Behold, look, listen. All that Job has is in your power. Only do not put your hand on the man himself. So Satan departed from the presence of the Lord. And Satan allowed to test Job. Now here's the thing. What Satan is saying is that people will worship God because of the materials that they have that makes them happy. But if I take all of that from them, I can make them, him, or her curse you to your face. So he's saying that this is what he's saying. Because you have materials, because you are wealthy, if you look at trading places, it's just a little concept, analogy about trading places with Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd when Eddie Murphy became rich or wealthy or well-off or upper middle class. His life changed. Then Dan Aykroyd fell short because they snatched everything from him, his wealth, they took away his house. They took everything from him and made a bet that Dan Aykroyd will become a criminal. In other words, will curse God to his face. So Dan Aykroyd and Andy Murphy, two men, different lifestyles, swapped without knowing that they're being swapped on lifestyles and that Aykroyd was the test. So what we need to know is that when God blesses us, that's telling me that Satan is trying to take, like the Bible says, the devil comes to steal, that's take, kill, steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that you might have life. Now, God blessed Job with a prolific lifestyle. Job was blessed. And the devil didn't like that. He wanted to test Job and see how much Job loved God without his wealth and his family and his cattle. Now, here's the thing. This is the bottom line right here. Public service announcement. It's not about you. It's about the hedge of protection. See, the hedge of protection is what 
are in the middle of that protection and the enemy can't get to you because of that hedge. Now, he doesn't care about you. He doesn't care about humanity, period. What he cares about is penetrating the hedge. And he found a way to penetrate the hedge. What he did was negotiated with God and said, if you take this hedge from him and let me go in and mess up his life, I will make sure that he will curse you to your face. Now, there's another situation with Job's wife. Now listen very carefully. Job's wife told Job, why don't you just curse God and die? Now listen, behold, that spirit came from Satan through his wife because he told God that I will make you, I will make Job curse you to your face. So he, Job, so Satan used Job's wife to say to Job, why don't you just curse God and die? And Job, by him being a man of God and he knowing God, he told his wife, you does not sound like my wife because you just told me to curse God and die. That's not you. But see, the thing is, the devil don't care about you. He don't care about nothing about you. What he wants to do is penetrate the hedge of protection. But Psalms 91 and 7 says, it shall not come mighty. In other words, what the enemy is trying or trying to do or anticipating situations that will cause you pain or depression or whatever situation or whatever emotion that he's trying to bestow on you, just remember, it shall not come nigh thee because why? The Bible says, Behold, I give unto you power. Power. To tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. It shall not come nigh thee. Why? Because I have given you power. Now, Psalms 34 and 6 says, This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. So, we need to keep close in contact with God. The Bible says, call, first call upon him. In other words, get his attention. And then after you call, pray. 
This is exactly what she needs to do. So here's the thing. Job, according to theologians, was a metaphor for human suffering. This is what most of us theologians came up with and decided that that was part of putting the book of Job in the Bible to let us know that you can, through God's grace, make it through human suffering. So, what am I saying? What am I saying is that you have to fast, pray, see God's face, get an understanding of his word, let the revelation of others just flow and minister to you, along with ministering angels, because without God, we cannot fight the devil. As you can see, just like when Elijah was going up against the army and they were surrounded and his servant couldn't see that there was also the angels of God which was an army that only Elijah saw. And he was at peace because he knew that what? He was protected. There was a hedge around him and his servant. So in other words, what I'm trying to say is God keep the hedge. In order to keep the hedge, you have to have a relationship with God. Because you can be vulnerable at any time. Your emotions can get you in trouble. And the enemy can try and destroy your mind. Give you bad thoughts. And you don't have the word of God to fight against those wows and principalities of the devil. Not to awaken. Because why? You don't have God's word. Not only that you don't have God's word, you do not have the spirit of God. So we need three things out of word, which is the Logos, which is also Christ, which is the word that was wrapped up in flesh, that was wrapped up in flesh, which was Christ, the Logos, the word, walking around among men. And then you need the rhema, word of God. In other words, he that had an ear, let them hear what the Spirit said to the church. That's rhema. Now after that you got rhema, you're going to need the dunamis of God. In other words, you're going to need the power of God. You're going to need the Holy Spirit, the dunamis power of God to make it in your daily lives because just like Satan says, he's walking to and fro up and down in the earth. And why is he doing it? He's seeking whom he may devour. In other words, 
what he's doing, he's seeking to see if there's a hedge. And if there's not a hedge, then he's going in. So he's seeking to whom he may devour. I'm seeking to whom I may that has not a hedge of protection or angels encamped around about them or just being protected by God at all times. Walking to and fro. That's a predator. Walking to and fro. Up upon the world, upon the earth, seeking whom I may devour. I'm looking for, or I'm trying to penetrate through the hedge. Now, God is good because His grace endure forever. So, if you fall into a situation where you feel that you hate, you fell into that situation, or you hate that you did something to a person, or said something about a person, or just did anything that was outside of God's will, or outside of what the word has been spoken to you by way of rhema or logos, then just pray. Because he said in his word that his grace is sufficient. But he also said, according to what Paul distributed, is that shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. So don't abuse the grace, but thank God for the grace because the grace is part of the hedge of protection. And the accuser cannot accuse you of anything because of the grace of God. Because once you repent or once you change your mind here comes grace and the grace is sufficient and it will continue to be sufficient at all times but shall you continue who did judge I think had a very strong in sin. Thank God for his word. When this comes, believer, the spirit is made right. Sometimes the soul doesn't get the notice. It has a hold in it. Things that's happened in the past, hurt, abuse, molestation. We want to speak to you today and tell you that God wants to heal the hope in your soul. Some people's actions are not because their spirit is wrong, but it's because the past has left a hole in their soul. May this wisdom help you get over your past and remind you that God...
God wants to heal the hope in your soul. I have my sister, Leandria, here. She's going to help me share this wisdom and tell this story. Thank you. 